it's really important to know that even if you don't necessarily agree with your in-loves or don't see the eye to eye, you need to honor the person, mm-hmm. respect their influence and impact in your spouse's life. Your in-laws play a significant role in your spouse's life. And if you have recently been married, you have to remember that your spouse has been influenced and impacted mm-hmm. for far greater amount of time than they have by you. Now, after 30 years of marriage, Lisa, you have influenced and impacted my life for a longer period of time than my parents have, right? right? But it's always important to understand that they have their own history, traditions, and values that have shaped your spouse's upbringing. So appreciation for their influence and acknowledgement of that is really important with your in-loves. Welcome to the Art of Spousing podcast, and thank you for taking the time to listen today. We're excited about the content we want to share with you because we believe it's going to be helpful to your marriage practice. If you're new to the podcast, we want you to know that the reason we do the podcast is because we believe that every marriage can move from the mundane to a masterpiece level. And we all know that it takes intentionality for something to be a masterpiece to be crafted. So our goal with every episode is to give you tools to practice that will help your relationship not just survive, but thrive. So it's not not just come drum. It's like Shazam. Mm, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we want to let you know that today is the last episode of season three. So we'll be taking a short break before we launch back into season four. But the plan is to be back with new episodes starting on August 7th. So that gives you a few weeks to go back and catch up on the previous three seasons. But we want you to stay posted for updates on our social channels. You can also sign up for our newsletter where we will be sending out some updates and content during the break. And that links in our show notes. So thank you for supporting us for being balanced people. That's right. Today we're talking about in-laws or what I like to call them is in-loves. And because one day James and you and I are going to get to be in-loves. That's true. Because I don't want to be an outlaw. I'm going to be (laughs) in-love. Unless they're deceased, it is a common relationship in every marriage. So James, you and I have been blessed with great relationships with both sets of our in-loves. That's true. And it's really been a blessing to our married relationship. However, not every marriage relationship is so blessed. And we know from talking with other married couples that this relationship with in-laws can be tricky to navigate at times. And even those who are blessed with great in-laws, it's still tricky times to navigate with them relationally, especially 30 years later. We've had some awkward situations, but how to do that is right. sometimes interesting. My guess is it's probably hardest in the early years of marriage, but we know couples who have been married for more than a decade and still have to work on the dynamics that the in-laws can bring into the marriage relationship. It's worth the work. Yeah. So we think this content will be really helpful for you. But before we go there, we want to make sure you know about the Marriage Reboot Retreat. Are you ready to take your marriage from the mundane to masterpiece level? Then the marriage Marriage Reboot Retreat is for you. Whether you're feeling stuck in a rut or you just want to reignite the fun and excitement you felt when you first met, we've got you covered. The Marriage Reboot Retreat by Married for a Purpose is all about helping you and your spouse reconnect, recharge, and re-engage with each other and your shared life purpose. Over two full days, Lisa and I will work exclusively with you and your spouse to develop a holistic vision for your marriage and family, complete with a real action plan. By the end of the retreat, you'll be united in purpose and ready to take your relationship to the next level. Your reboot is then supported with regular coaching to help you achieve your vision. So are you ready to take your marriage to a whole new level? Your marriage reboot retreat is waiting for you. Want to know more? You can schedule a call with us using the link in the show notes or visiting our website at artespousing.com backslash marriage coaching. If you prefer, you can also direct message us on Instagram with the word call, C-A-L-L. And we'll be happy to send you a link. We can't wait to hear from you. 
So when we are working with couples who are preparing for marriage, one of the things we always want to get an understanding of is the backstory that each individual is bringing into the relationship. See, their individual origin story is really critical because it often will shine light on potential landmines that could be stepped on later and that could cause conflict in the relationship. One indicator is the relationship the individual person has with his or her mom and dad, and the other is the relationship each has with their fiance's mom and dad. Right. So in the relationship, it not only shapes the dynamics between husband and wife, so your family of origin and my family of origin shapes how you and I interact together, James, but it also introduces at least four more people into the marriage relationship. And when I say at least, right. if you come from a blended family, you're dealing with doubles. Right. And so then you have a different dynamic, but actually you're adding more people to your family dynamic right. and it can get a little complicated. Yeah, so exactly. So understanding what potential expectations could be coming from both sides of the family is really important. Yeah, especially early on because those expectations can cause tension as a married couple tries to please both sides of the family, two sets of people's expectations. And again, if you're from a blended family, that could double. Like most people, when we got married, we had to determine which side of the family was going to get us at what season. And when we took time off and vacation, who were we going to go see? Because they lived in separate places. So we would go to my mom's one year for Christmas, and then your parents the next year, and so on, until we had three kids. And it became easier and less expensive for them just to come see us in Florida. But the truth is, when they would come, sometimes they would come together. So we would have my mom and your parents in the same household for Christmas, which made it fun and interesting, but great dynamic for the kids. But figuring out who gets your time and travel is really small potatoes when it comes to how in-laws can cause tension in a relationship just outside of how are we going to spend holidays and vacation. So there are other ways that in-laws may cause tension in your marriage relationship. And so these are just a few things that we can consider. That's right. One of those is being too involved. You know, our parents did an outstanding job in this area. Honestly, it could not have been better. But that tension we have seen as we've come along, young married couples in their relationship. I think of one particular couple who had both sets of parents overly involved in the relationship. And during our prep for marriage sessions with them, it became a point of discussion. And quite honestly, they were considering whether they should marry each other due to their parents' behavior, which yes, is sad. It is. You know, for the happiest time of their relationship, they were navigating how to honor and declare independence at the same time. Both sweet, intentional kids, soon to be bride and groom. But unfortunately, there was tension at the beginning of their relationship as a family. So this sweet couple did an amazing job of independently having conversations to navigate the desired outcomes to move forward, and the parents met them there. Yeah. This was a courageous conversation, establishing a way to navigate for future Mm -hmm. tension. So James, you and I had to really coach them independently how to go back and declare independence with honor. I suspect they will experience some of the usual suspects of being too involved as they move forward in their married life, but they established some groundwork to be able to move forward with strength. The compulsion to give constant unsolicited advice or interference in decision making is probably going to happen with them, but they actually in this beginning stages really laid groundwork for building a strong relationship Mm -hmm. with both sets of their in-loves. So one of the things we encourage them to do is that they would lead the conversation and go to their parents, not wait for it to pop up so that their parents weren't led to interject so they get ahead of it. 
Right. But another thing to consider that could be a tension point is criticizing. This is a difficult one to lead through. In-laws who constantly criticize their child's spouse can create a hostile environment that can lead to resentment and conflict. Yeah. The challenge is your child is going to be probably honoring to you, but they will distance themselves from you. Right. Because you're making them choose between their spouse and you as a family. If that's you and either set of your in-laws are criticizing about one of, one of the two of you, bride or groom, it's really important to seek out counsel, maybe pastoral counsel or a mentor in your life of how to have this conversation with honor, but to help shut down the criticism. This is the deal. We have communicated this to couples and it's true. Parents don't go away and you don't want them to go away. Right. Fact, the partner never goes away. The child will choose their spouse. So especially under the pressure of criticism, I think as a couple, you have to have conversations to work through this and get support if needed. Does that make sense, James? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Another tension that we've seen play out in marriages that we have worked with is when in-laws overstep boundaries. And this can be things like visiting without notice, making plans for family without consultation. Another thing we've seen, and I would say we've experienced a bit, is when in-laws compare their kid's spouse to other family members or to previous partners. It can create tension and feelings of inadequacy. And I mentioned overstepping boundaries, but another big one is when in-laws disrespect boundaries completely. Right. I mean, they disrespect... The boundaries set by their son and daughter and their spouse, such as not respecting their parenting choices or their religious beliefs. And that can create a lot of tension and conflict. Yeah, so true. We actually talked a bit about this in episode on the parenting journey to independence. As parents with two adult children ourselves, with significant others in their lives, not yet married, but definitely moving in that direction, one day to be in loves, it requires so much intentionality, James, on your and my part, because mm-hmm. they are young adults in their mid-20s, late 20s. Dealing with in-laws can be difficult at times, but it's really important as much as you can approach these relationships with love and respect and patience. That's right. And I would just add, as you're approaching them, for them, it may be their first time to mm-hmm. be in loves. Maybe they've never done this before. Mm-hmm. So extend grace for that. And the truth is, as a married couple, when we stepped into marriage, we had never had in loves before. You never right. dealt with a single mom, <laughs> my mom. Right. You know, so there's learning on both parts. I just think coming in with grace. We want to give you some thoughts and ideas that we have seen practiced. We've practiced ourselves to help navigate your relationship with your in-love. So the first one is agree on and set boundaries. And I'm talking about spouses coming together, not with their parents, but coming together and agreeing on and setting boundaries. A conversation ultimately will be necessary to have with your in-loves discussing and coming to agreement on the boundaries. It's really critical in the family dynamic. You and your spouse need to talk about and establish clear boundaries regarding the desired involvement of your in-laws in your life. And I would say that would be well before you get together with them and have a conversation. So discuss and decide together on things like frequency of visits to and from your in-laws, discuss holiday plans, where are you going or who is coming. You should talk about and agree on what kind of involvement you want your in-laws to have in the big decisions you make. And I would just even say, like, for example, hey, mom, dad, we're buying a house. Mm -hmm. This is what we did when we bought our first house. We went to your dad and mom and said, we're buying a house, what would you suggest? And so I would say a great declaration in the beginning is mom and dad, can we come to you and ask for advice when we're wanting input from you? Because now after 30 years, we probably wouldn't go ask their advice on those kind of decisions. That's right. Now we don't need as much involvement or investment and input from them. But the important thing is, is that you're clear and you're communicating 
boundaries and expectations along the way. Even as our parents are getting older, we have conversations around boundaries of what we can do for them as they're growing old and what we're not able to do to assist them in the future. Yeah, that's right. And this is a conversation between you and I before we go into that room. So this is an evolving dialogue that happens. It's important to respectfully communicate those boundaries to your in-laws and stand firm in maintaining them. Now, I will say, you and I have met with some people of different culture. Mm-hmm. Our Caucasian culture in America is very different than a Latin couple that we were sitting mm-hmm. with the other day. And right. so even when we're talking, to, I, I know we have some different cultures that there are expectations from parents. Right. And I still, so I'm not saying dishonor those things. I'm saying right. work with, collaborate in and around within the context of that right yeah that's really good you know we want to encourage you to honor the person and respect their influence and impact in your spouse's life mm-hmm. it's really important to know that even if you don't necessarily agree with your in loves or don't see the eye to eye you need to honor the mm-hmm. person and respect their influence and impact in your spouse's life your in-laws play the significant role in your spouse's life and if you have recently been married you have to remember that your spouse has been influenced and impacted mm-hmm. for far greater amount of time than they have by you now after 30 years of marriage lisa you have influenced and impacted my life for a longer period of time than my parents have, right? right? But it's always important to understand that they have their own history, traditions, and values that have shaped your spouse's upbringing. So appreciation for their influence and acknowledgement of that is really important with your in-loves. Yeah, and I would say just to add on to that is when you look at maybe some tension points, because we're really talking a lot about tension points and I don't want to be heavy-handed on the negativity, right? but when we look at all the positives of Mm -hmm. like, my mom is a single mom. That's a lot where I got my work ethic. That's a lot of beautiful things about what I bring to marriage is great. Right. But there are some challenging things. But I think that's funny. You mentioned that now you and I have been together longer than you have right. with your parents. I remember the mile marker where that all flipped, mm. which is 19 years of marriage. At that point, that's when the scale tipped. I had lived with you longer than I had lived with my mom. Right. So 19 years of marriage, that's when it, and it's the same for you. But if you think about it, 19 years, your parents have been investing, like we've been investing in our three kids, mm-hmm. some whippersnapper who's coming along. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what a whippersnapper is? I do. Okay. So they're coming along. Some and, punk. Is what you're saying. <laughs> and they're like acting like they know our kids better than we know. Well, not yet, but they soon will. Yeah. So anyway, enough of that. Whether or not you you've hit that tipping point or not, or you may be ahead of us, there's a principle that we all can live by. Do not talk bad about, negatively speak about them to your spouse. That's right. This is a destructive habit that will ultimately divide your family unit, especially if your kids are in earshot. You are modeling how you want to be treated when you're in the position of being an in love. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So you may be listening here and maybe thinking, well, you don't know my in-laws. They're not in-loves. They're in-laws, right? <laughs> they are creeps and treat my spouse poorly. And we get that. But that's why we said honor and respect. If we have to remember, honor is given, respect is earned. Mm. Exodus 20 verse 12 says, honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. So there's no conditions given to this command by God. And what if your in-law is not the person you think they should be? You can still honor them as a person. Mm. And who knows that honor may actually become a bridge for transformation in that person's life. And I think about how we honored Mm -hmm. Charles 
Yep. You know, your stepdad. stepdad, And even though he was not a present present person Mm -hmm. and so forth, we were able to honor him as a person, maybe not respecting him Mm -hmm. for who he is, but that honor became a bridge to actually transformation in his life. Right. Truthfully, we set boundaries with him that we didn't declare to him. Mm -hmm. We just knew they were between us. And so not everything that we felt in our spirit needed to be talked about with him because it wasn't going to be fruitful. So that's, that's a bonus. That's a daily devil there. So here's another thought. Practice patience and understanding. Building a strong relationship with your in-loves takes time and effort. Hopefully a lot of foundation was built during your dating and engagement period. Sometimes that doesn't always happen, but even still, if you're newly married and depending on your age, there could be a transitional period in your in-laws feeling the separation. So be patient and understanding. Give, Give them and your spouse the grace and work through the challenges as they arrive. That's right. This is where empathy is the key. Try to see things from their perspective. I remember my big dose of empathy I had for your mom. She was she's really actually amazing mother mm-hmm. in love. But it was when Parker was three years old, I looked at him and I realized he's gonna leave my house one day and love some other girl more than me and take right. my place. And oh snap. I just realized that's Mrs. Duvall, mm. the original Mrs. Duvall. So side note, I love my young lady my son has chosen as a girlfriend and maybe will one day be his bride, but we should be intentional about having empathy, but it will also grow naturally as your marriage goes on and on. Yeah. We appreciate this more now as parents of adult kids, even now navigating where to involve ourselves or not in relationships. This is where it's important really to remember the power of open and honest communication for any relationship. If there are concerns or issues with your in-laws, first talk about them respectively with your spouse. Then after you come to an agreement on how to proceed, consider having a conversation with your in-laws together as a couple. Yeah. And you know how I would start that conversation. Mom and dad, we're looking forward to the journey ahead and we have some things we want to process. And so we haven't ever done this before. But give us grace as we try to figure it out with you. You mean so much to us. So those conversations aren't easy, but if you get your one-liner to start, it always Mm helps. But if you have a united front and you do them together, they are much easier instead of splitting off and and having them independently with your parents. We recently had to have a conversation with your parents, James, just to make sure they were aware of a situation happening with one of our kids, to be able to encourage them on how to act and respond to our child's behavior so that your parents' personal values did not damage damage the relationship with our kids. Right. It was a difficult conversation. We approached it with respect and honor, actually, right. for them. This is a sacred, carefully prayed out and prepared out conversation. This right. is not something you do not walk into without great intentionality. Maybe you even need to write it down, like what not to say, what to say, what's your starting line. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I think this leads us to the next thought. To Focus on common interests. Most often we share more in common than we don't share in common. Yet sometimes we allow the things that we don't share in common to rule and dominate the relationship. Now, I may step on some toes here, Mm -hmm. but stances on politics are not more important than relationships. That's true. If your religious views are different, no one is winning anyone over to either side by a standoff or rude behavior or debate at the dinner table. Yeah, that's good. I often ask myself, is this problem or position more important than the common ground we are trying to establish? Mm. Or is it more important than the peace 
we have with one another. You may make an agreement certain conversations are off limits because they don't encourage the relationship. If your in-loves participate in things you don't agree with, make arrangements to not be available to be there. I can think of a, lots of things in our life with my parents, my mm-hmm. one side of my family did that we were like, we don't want to be a part of that. So we conveniently were not available. If any right. of them are listening today, I'm sorry. I love you guys. But we wanted to join in on activity that was common ground. That's right. Focusing on common ground interest can also play out in finding activities or interests you share with your in-laws to use as a foundation for building your relationship. This could be hobbies, sports, or even shared experiences with your spouse. One of the things that we do a lot of times with my parents is when we're the others we play a lot of games together right that's a common interest and common hobby and usually keeps conversation right exactly keeps it right there so another thought around resolving tension with your in-laws is to stay united with your spouse it's important to present a united front with your spouse when dealing with your in-law issues discuss your concerns privately and then come to an agreement before addressing the issue with your in-laws you want to be mindful of what could cause division in your united front and process if you can't come to an agreement we'd encourage you get some pastoral counseling or get a respected leader in your life, or maybe find a coach that can help you in this area with your in-laws. And then the last two things we want to share with you is this, practice forgiveness. Mm. Understand that everyone makes mistakes, including your in-laws. So practice forgiveness and be willing to let go of past grievances for the sake of maintaining a loving and harmonious relationship, specifically with your spouse. In this area, with all relationships, and uniquely important here, not everything felt has to be discussed. Yeah. And we're in the long game. We're in the long game with this. So we're going to be in relationship for a long time. So forgiveness is what it's all about. Right. Yeah. And then seek God's guidance in your relationship mm-hmm. with your in-laws. When was the last time you prayed for your in-laws? Mm-hmm. Why don't you pray for wisdom, understanding, the ability to navigate any challenges that may arise? There are a couple of ways to build into your relationship with your in-laws. I do think you could be supportive when you know that they need something. Come alongside of them and help. That is an investment. It's not manipulative. It's investing so there can be a withdrawal later. Right. And then show appreciation. Express gratitude for the positive aspects of your relationship with them or the aspects that they contributed to your spouse that you can see this strong work ethic or this positive attitude or this whatever the thing is thank the ability to clean the house ability to clean house thank Thank you you, nancy Nancy. yes (laughs) thank them for their support and hospitality or guidance or let them know that you value their role in your life right it will go a long way and pave way for collaborative conversations you know one of the things i love and i have i've gotten a little lazy with it but i would do for your mom is i would give her a handwritten note Mm -hmm. and just say mom i love you so much thank you for raising a great son Mm. you know and just because i know what it feels like to be a mom to actually invest in your kids and then that you release them. Right. And I know she always appreciates that. That intentional crafted appreciation that's honest and genuine. I'm not mm-hmm. saying things that aren't true. I'm saying things that are really true and honest goes so far in investing in your relationship. So there you go. We'd love to hear your thoughts and answer questions you have about what we shared. You can email us at hello at artespousing.com or direct message us on Instagram at artespousing. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please let your friends know by sharing it with them. You can also help other people find the podcast by rating the podcast and leaving us a review. Thank you for making season three so successful. We really do appreciate your support. We can't wait to get back into this after our short break. James, we're going to relax and enjoy each other and enjoy our family. That's right. I love it. So have a great week and we will see you next time on the Art of Spousing podcast. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.